All righty. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back. Season three, episode 21 of Hit the Books podcast, all about sports betting, the best, best you should be taking and everything surrounding sports. We are here for the divisional round matchups in the NFL. Four games this week for teams battling to get further into these NFL playoffs. I know we're excited. I know we're here. We're ready for it. Two games on Saturday, two on Sunday. I just got Huff and Mackie with me here this week. Ace taking the week off. He has a game to coach, but let's move forward. Introduce my co-host that joined me each and every week here for episode 120 of our show. Start off here. Mackie, what do you got here this week? From home, what do you got? Yeah, um, we don't really have to recap last week. We can just move on to the next week and not talk about that Cowboys game. But other than that, it's uh, it's been pretty good. We had a good first round of the wild card. Seen a few upsets. Um, obviously, my Dallas Cowboys go down in terrible fashion. The Eagles go down. Uh, some really good games this week. We saw the Texans win. Uh, a lot of people weren't anticipating that. So uh, a lot to recap, a lot, to, a lot going into this uh, divisional round. But um, yeah, getting ready for another another good week of football. Awesome, awesome. Ready for it. We're ready for it here. Huff, let's send it over to you here. What do you got for us here going into this divisional round? Uh, yeah, not not much good, like Mackie said. Uh, but I think there's one win combined between the three of us in wildcard weekend, so an absolutely brutal weekend. Uh, I went a little too heavy on my Steelers than I should have. Uh, a little, let the little uh, term gamble responsibly get a little out of hand, putting three plays on a 10-point underdog, calling them the win. I got a little, uh, little ahead of myself thinking they were going into Buffaloes with a different mindset, but uh, nonetheless, different week. Uh, I don't love the slate this week. I'll come right out and say it. That might make, you know what I mean? I think last week I said I love it and I went 0-5. So I'll take my chances on not liking it and taking and seeing what I can do here because it can't be worse than 0-5, especially when there's only four games. I could, I might just do one play on each and go 0-4, and, you know, it can't be worse than 0-5. You could go 0-6. Good, <laughs> yeah. I got to chill with these fucking touchdowns, dude. It's playoffs. Like, no one scores touchdowns in the playoffs. It's all right. You did it once, you learned. Heck yeah, good stuff, guys, here for the divisional round. I know I'm ready for it. Why don't we jump right in here with the NFL? little uh, recap here of last week here. It ended up being two games on Saturday, two on Sunday, two on Monday with the Steelers and Bills game getting pushed due to weather. Starting off on Saturday, we have the Texans taking down the Browns 45-14 for the night game. The Chiefs taking down the Dolphins in good fashion 26-7. to Moving over to Sunday, Packers and Cowboys. Cowboys sadly going down 48-32 to against those Packers. Rams and Lions. The Lions just barely squeezing out, not covering by a score of 24-23. to Monday, Bills, Steelers. Steelers not able to make the cut here into the divisional round, losing 31-17 and finishing off with the Bucks and Eagles for that Monday night football game. 32-9, to the Bucks just stomping on those Eagles. Tush Push could not make it through uh, here in Tampa Bay. Any thoughts here on the wild card weekend before we move forward into our power rankings and this divisional slate? I mean, yeah, like I said, Steelers just you go down twenty one nothing in Buffalo. That was never a game. Not many people expected it to be with a ten point spread to begin with. Uh, the one surprising one of the weekend, just the the absolute ass kicking that C.J. Stroud gave the Texans or gave the Browns over in uh, Houston down there. Obviously, the Texans defense comes up with two huge pick sixes. Uh, Mackie, your Cowboys losing. Obviously, both of our teams losing this week in the wild card round. Uh, but uh, it was a good weekend of football. I would have liked a lot of these games to be closer. Obviously, Rams-Lions was the only one-possession game. Uh, Dolphins-Chiefs was a dud. Obviously, the weather came into play with that, and then the Eagles on Monday night just capped everything off with kind of another slow game, uh, 32-9. to Not many, not much action in this wildcard weekend. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you like to see closer games in the playoffs, and you kind of expect it. So when you have a few blowouts like that, 
Um, it's obviously not the most entertaining uh, aspect of the game, but um, it is nice to see upsets. Obviously, I didn't like to see it, but the Packers, holy shit, Jordan Love. Um, a lot of problems on that Dallas defense, but he did not give them any. He he did not give them any uh, leeway whatsoever. I mean, he, those, some of those passes he was making, he was looking like prime Aaron Rodgers in some of those situations, putting up forty eight points on a, on a going into Dallas, doing what Dallas does best against their against Dallas in the playoffs. Uh, hats off to him. That defense played well. Dak struggled a, a little starting. Uh, couldn't really recover because our defense couldn't get stopped, but. Um, Packers, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say they're going to go into San Francisco and be able to do anything like that because obviously San Francisco is a different animal and that defense is a different animal, but I, they are no pushover and I would not be surprised if they put up a really good fight this week. Yeah, I definitely agree. Packers, obviously, I think that is the surprise of the weekend. Obviously the seven and a half point underdog, second biggest spread of the week, winning outright, uh, covering seven and a half by themselves, winning by two possessions. Obviously, like you said, the Cowboys started to come back and make it look a little more interesting towards the end, but it, it was 20 it was a, to nothing, right? It was a 41 to 16 game. I'll call that the final score. It actually was 48 to 32. 32. Yeah. It was 41 to 16, eight minutes left in the game. That game's over right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, that was just, uh, it was just disgusting. I mean, the pick six kind of 41 to 41 minus 16. What is that? 25 or 35? 25. 25. That yeah, seems like the largest 25-point differential that you can 41 come up to 16, yeah, it sounds worse than That sounds sure. so bad. Like, that's still a – it's just out of a three-possession game because, obviously, three possessions is 24 points. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but what do you think that says more? You think that says more about what Dallas needs to fix or what the Packers have been able to Packers do? Packers are – they got their guy. I, that, that's, how, that's how I look at it. Like, I truly, like – I think you guys need a new coach. I, I truly just don't think that Dallas was ready for that game. They let uh, it looked like they just kind of weren't in their playoff mode. I mean, they looked like themselves in the past five years ago. Like they looked like they totally just had this game. We're looking forward to next weekend. They thought the Eagles were slipping up. Okay, we we really just don't got to worry about anything until we play the Niners in in the conference championship. And next thing you know, it's twenty eight nothing on your home field. It's like I don't care who how good you are at home, you can't recover from twenty eight nothing. Like. Uh, the Steelers Especially, were down 21 nothing. I was like, this is over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And even like we were the better team, like our defense could not get stopped. It doesn't matter what Dak could do at that point. Scores 27 nothing. He scored a touchdown to end the half. He got the ball back. They only got three. And right there, I mean, Jordan Love, I think it took five plays the next drive for him to score a touchdown. I was like, this, yeah. is, this game is cake. Defense doesn't know what they're doing. Dan Quinn. Holy shit. I was a big fan of Dan Quinn. Make, he made zero adjustments in game. They're playing zone defense the entire game. You're getting torched the entire game. <laughs> Deron Bland does not know how to play his own defense. Stephon Gilmore needs to go 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 home and sit on the couch. He does not need to play football yeah. anymore. He doesn't you guys see Trayvon Diggs back. Like he's not the we best cover guy. Trayvon Diggs. Jordan Lewis. I mean, you have two safeties back there. They both drop in. There's a wide open guy down the field. Communicate. Like know what you're doing out there. Know what your players are doing out there. You know their playbook. Like you know what you're expecting out of this team. All play action, and you and both the safeties still bite half the time. They had to have at least four deep balls down the field where there was nobody else in the frame. Yeah, you guys, uh, I definitely think, I, I don't think the offense needs anything. Like, I still think Dak can get it done with a different coach. I just think he needs a little bit better of a defense. I think this Dallas defense uh, from the, the teams that you guys were absolutely shit stomping at home got a little bit inflated with kind of the expectations for that defense. Like, you shut out the, the Giants week one. You know, Dallas was the Super Bowl champions after winning 40 to nothing. Then the injuries kind of started to happen. They lost Diggs. Like you said, Diggs isn't – you need more than Diggs. But 
I, I, I'm, I've been thinking lately, the, the Broncos have been wanting to move on from Justin Simmons. That would be a great guy for you guys to go and get. Yeah, I'd love to. I mean, we're, we're going to lose Stephon Gilmore this year. I think he's, he's definitely getting out of here. Um, you, you don't I, need him, but he's so replaceable. No, he's he's a fourth round. You he, could replace him. He should him not even be playing. He should not be playing. If you watch that game, he should not be playing in the NFL. Yeah. Um, I'd love to get Justin Simmons. What we need, get rid of Mike McCarthy. I'd love to get Mike Vrabel. He will, he will listen to Jerry Jones. And not that I want him to listen to Jerry Jones, but Jerry Jones is going to hire someone that's going to listen to him. He's not going to hire Bill Belichick because they're going to butt heads the entire time. Yeah. Go out there, get Mike Vrabel. He can get, he can get the job done. Go out there, get a different defensive coordinator, and just stack that secondary. You have to go out there and draft secondary. Michael Parsons also was invisible in that playoff game. Um, he's got to step it up too, but that's not our problem. Our problem is the secondary. Um, those are just three things. That, the, the offense scored 32 points. You don't need to go out there and fix that offense. That offense is definitely the best offense in the league. You, uh, you stick with Tony Pollard? No, we're probably going to get – I don't know, man. If I we can st- get Blake Corum. If we can get Blake Corum. But like you're you're gonna be drafting him in like the first or second round. Like I just keep building defense. Like your guys' offense is good enough to the point where if you have a legit defense, the offense could put up twenty points a game and probably still be in it. Yeah, that de- that defense was definitely overrated uh, this year. Getting and uh, Bland when Bl- everyone was calling Bland defensive player of the year just because he every time he every ca- ball he caught he went to the house like and then really you look at the fucking film he can't cover the he fucking might be he, he might he doesn't know how to read a defense first of all no he knows how to play football and that's he's a wide it. receiver playing backyard football yeah like he can make big plays he's he's athletic but he's not he, he's not an answer he's a backup he's only playing because Trayvon Diggs is out he's a perfect guy to come in as your third corner because like for one play yeah he might get that pick six you know what I mean like or that the pass deflection like going for a pick but yeah, he gets torched no, a lot. Teams, by teams took advantage teams. of him. Teams took advantage yeah. of him, one hundred percent. And uh, you know, props to the Packers, Matt Lafleur, incredible coaching job. Um, definitely made zero mistakes that game. But we I'm definitely, a, I'm definitely rooting for the Packers. Packers and Lions are the two teams that I'm rooting for. Right I now. can't root for the Packers just because they took out the Cowboys. Be, yeah. But um, I do like that Packers team. I, I just think Joe, I love Jordan Love. I really do. I think he's a really good young pro, like young quarterback. I think he's definitely one of the better guys. Like he slipped through those ranks because he didn't play for all those years behind Rodgers, and then it got kind of ugly with Rodgers on the way out. Love is he just absolutely year. over this team. He Dude, they didn't the playoffs last too. year with Rodgers. They they got bounced by the Lions, and then Love comes in first year as a starter, beats the Cowboys on the road. Like yeah, that's yeah, it. huge, huge. I'm I'm sure Aaron Rodgers hates that too. I don't know. Rogers does act like he's like still close with him. He so. acts like he wants good for them, but at the end of the day, you know, deep I think down, he, he doesn't wants, want. He I wants think he to wants be the better. Packers to lose, but love to throw for like six touchdowns. You know what I mean? That kind I'm of sure thing. he loves. I'm sure he does really like Jordan Love, and he, he mentored him and everything. But at the end of the day, you don't want from whoever moved on to you to do better. Like you don't. Oh yeah, no shot. Deep, no deep shot. down, you don't. Like you, he could say he's happy for him. He's happy they won and everything, but. Or Rogers' defense is, oh, when he wins four MVPs, then we can talk. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Is that what he has, four? Two back-to-backs? I know he has three. three or four. I don't know. I don't know if he has four. I don't know, something around that. But, yeah, enough about the Packers, enough about the Cowboys. It was a good game. Packers going to San Fran. They got a tough – they're probably the toughest matchup of the weekend this weekend, but – For sure. Yeah. Lots of good stuff there. Let's jump into these power rankings real quick here. Number five, the Detroit Lions. Number four, the Kansas City Chiefs. Three, the Buffalo Bills. Two, the San Francisco 49ers. And number one, the Baltimore Ravens here um, with these eight teams remaining. Is that what it is? Yeah, eight teams. Yeah. What are you guys thinking about this? Yeah, obviously one of these teams getting bounced this weekend. We have the Bills going up against the Chiefs. 
the one and two seed still waiting on uh, obviously the Packers and the Texans with those two situations. But Mackie, Bills, Chiefs, we get the Bills. Obviously, they have home field. Who do you like in this matchup this weekend? We'll kind of allude to it now. <laughs> Before I get into it, you, you see the tweet that I sent that it was like, with the new rule change, they're going to go to overtime. Buffalo is going to go down, score a touchdown. And now the Chiefs get the ball. <laughs> they go down, score a touchdown, kick a two, or go for the two point, get it. Bill's season so over. That would be a kick in the nuts of the century. That would be so funny. But um, no, especially I think the Bills yeah, can... especially because they're the ones that got the rules changed. They're the, one, they're the reason the rule got changed because they didn't get the fair chance. Well, now the rule got changed for you. Comes to kick you in the in the nuts. But um, that'd be so funny. That I would do be like, the... like perfect. I do like the Bills on their home field. I think they get the job done. The Chiefs very good game last week. Obviously, all the weather conditions you're going against the Miami offense playing in negative five degree weather. Um, defense looked really good. Defense. Defense has been their backbone, and we don't like we're not used to saying that with the Chiefs because obviously they have Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and that offense has been prolific the last three, four years, four or five years. But um, that defense is definitely the back backbone right now. We gave up seven points last week. The offense has been struggling of late, definitely uh, to end the season as well. So um, you're going to see. I think it's going to be more of a defensive game here. The Bills are going to take over. Josh Allen is in takeover mode, 100. percent Ever since they were six and six, seven and six, whatever they were, he's kind of just. just taking it on onto his own hands and uh, hasn't turned the ball over gotten the job done he did enough last week Steelers kind of got back into it Josh Allen said no never mind we're we're, uh, we're definitely running away with the, this one the I 52 that, yard run was the dagger yeah I mean everyone's talking about that fake slide too but uh yeah that was definitely the dagger but um yeah I think I think they get the job done I think the Bills I think this is their year to get to the Super Bowl I still think that they lose in the Super Bowl but um they're the better team in in this in this uh in this game at home um I think they get the job done what do you think huh yeah, I kind I kind of agree. I think this is a great uh spot for Vegas for everyone to buy back into the Chiefs. They just stomped someone in the playoffs. Mahomes' helmet cracks. You know, everyone gets all the cool Mahomes clips of him looking like a badass. His first road playoff game this weekend. I think it's going to be a different atmosphere up there in Buffalo. And then uh, I think it's going to be definitely, obviously, the game of the weekend. Every, every anytime we get Mahomes versus Allen, it feels like this this will be the tenth time we've seen them play each other. I know it's not, but. This is becoming the new Brady versus Manning kind of matchup that we've watched when we were growing up, and now we get to see Allen versus Mahomes every year. Um, now this time in Buffalo, I, I do lean towards the Bills, but uh, once we see the spread, we'll kind of make our plays and all our official picks on that. But yeah, top five, like you said, only eight teams left next week. We're going to be down to four and wipe that fifth spot. But uh, yeah, five teams left. I still like Detroit there. I think they have a chance to go on a little run here. Uh, if the Packers can do some noise to the Niners, that can really shake things up in the NFC. You said it very good, very well there, Huff. Let's jump into these uh, divisional games starting on Saturday. The Houston Texans, the Baltimore Ravens at, in Baltimore. The Ravens are the favorite here. Nine and a half points, pretty high spread here for the week. Minus 460 on the money line. Total at 43 and a half. Looks like uh, <clears throat> some good, good odds across the board for anytime touchdown scores. Everybody in the positives. What are you thinking here, Mackie? You want to get us started? Ravens and Texans in Baltimore. Yeah, um, I like the Texans here. I like them plus the nine. I know it's a public play. My my buddy kind of made a good point. He said um, they get a bye week and everyone just kind of forgets how good they are. And it is kind of true. I've forgotten how good they are so many times this year. I've faded them so many times this year and I've gotten killed by it. But um, I think that this is a good spot for the Texans to go out there and make another name for themselves. I know they, they already kind of did last week. They, made, they already overachieved on the season by making the playoffs this year. They won a playoff game. They tore up that Browns defense. It's a different animal going into M&T Bank Stadium, where it's going to be probably 10 degrees out. You got the you got that crowd going. 
um, and you're not in your in your uh, in your dome down in Houston all comfy. So I think it's definitely going to be a different scenario. You're going to see uh, CJ Stroud struggle a little bit more, but that team is definitely on. Um, I wouldn't say on par, but I think that they can definitely compete with this with this Ravens team. And we've seen this Ravens team have some down weeks. We saw them lose to the Colts earlier in the season. They lost to the Steelers in a game where they can just run away at any point. The Steelers has found a way to win that game. We could see some some staggered drives here from the Ravens. I think that the Texans keep it close, at least keep it respectable and cover the nine points. Um, I'm not going to say they're going to win the game because I'm not. I don't really necessarily believe that, but I think that this is going to be a good, a better game than most people think. Yeah, I also think this is going to be a pretty good matchup. Uh, I I know I saw a stat where Lamar Jackson is a, as a favorite of seven and a half or more in his career is one and eight against the spread. Uh, obviously, this spread opened up at eight, or I think nine or eight and a half. It was somewhere sitting around there. Um, obviously, going into Baltimore, like you said, a nine and a half point underdog on FanDuel. I, I lean the Texans to cover this number. Uh, it's a low over under. Lamar Jackson's playoff totals have all gone under. I've seen that stat as well. So another scary one with the over over under at 43 and a half. I lean on the Texans to keep things close. I might use them as a teaser spot here and try to get them up. I like a couple of the underdogs to try to tease them up this week to, to a lot of points in a playoff matchup. Hopefully we go back uh, kind of the exact opposite of what we saw last weekend in the wildcard weekend, hoping for not as many blowouts of those two or three possession games. Uh, get the Texans up to 16 and a half and with another team, and I think you're pretty safe there. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. A lot of people, um, I know a lot of people are on that Texans plus nine. Um, it seems like the public play, but... Um... I don't know. I think that they can uh, keep this one close. That defense played pretty well last week against Joe Flacco, too. Yeah, they're, they're just they're, like I said. One of the they're they're the young team that's just kind of scary this year. Like I, I hate to say they remind me of the Bengals when the Bengals went to the Super Bowl, but they like kind of do. Like just that team that no one saw coming. No one was picking the Bengals to go that year. Obviously, this year uh, you're going to see CJ go into Baltimore. I think didn't we already see them play each other this year? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they went into Baltimore and lost like. 20, 22 to nine or something like that. Texans didn't do what do too well. Yeah, was that, a, that that was really early in the season, wasn't that? Maybe was, I think one? it was like week four or something like that, and or it even could have been week one. But um, I mean, CJ Stroud's had a whole season since then. He's he's a way different. He's a whole different player. player. Yeah, that whole team's got a whole different uh, whole different identity and everything. So I it's you can't even look at that game in my opinion. Yeah. It's it's so scary to to take that under with Lamar versus uh you know CJ Stroud those high flying offenses that you're going to go up against. Uh, I saw a reporter ask Lamar Jackson in this press conference today, "Are you confident in this offense's ability to score more than I think he said 23 because they kept scoring less than 23 points or so many in their last so playoff games?" Uh, and he goes, "I'm I'm extremely extremely confident." He said it like 10 times, just kept saying it, but. Yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely could see this get out of hand for Baltimore. I don't know if I have a real true side on the true or on the actual set spread of nine and a half. Like I said, I either like uh, you know if you're going to do a money line parlay, I think the Ravens win the game. Or like Mackie said, if you're in a survivor pool, but I definitely lean on getting the Texans a couple more points in a teaser. What's scary is I think it'll be seven nothing Baltimore. So like, just wait on the spread. Yeah, you can probably get it up to like fifteen and a half. To be honest, if they go up seven nothing, it'll get up there. Good stuff there, guys. I've totally forgot to read my trends. Uh, the total's gone under in six out of Houston's last seven games on the road against Baltimore, as well as under in five out of Houston's last six games against Baltimore. <clears throat> Baltimore, 5-0 and straight up in its last five games at home against Houston. So, like you guys said, the spread is the question here. Going to be a good matchup here. Just nine and a half in the playoffs is fucking crazy. Yeah. Same thing. Isn't divisional the round, too. Like, 
Well, we got another yeah, one. Here. Both nine and a half. Yep. Packers and 49ers here in San Francisco. Nine and a half in favor of the 49ers. Minus 450 on the money line. Total 50 and a half. <gasps> the total's gone over in five out of Green Bay's last five games on the road, as well as over in seven out of Green Bay's last eight games overall. San Francisco, 19 and four straight up in its last 23 games at home, seven and two straight up in its last nine total. What are you guys thinking here for this Saturday night matchup, 8-15 in San Francisco? Yeah, I'm definitely really back and forth on this one because I do think that Jordan Love is playing with a lot of confidence right now and he can really dice up a defense. Then again, you look at the San Francisco defense, you look at that ball hawk and Fred Warner. Um, Cowboys didn't have that. They don't have a Fred Warner on their team. And they and uh, Jordan Love just took advantage of that. He's going to be looking at a completely different defense here, more more tight defense. I think they're definitely a better defense as well, probably the best defense in the league. Um, I think Jordan Love has a, has, a, has a tougher day. It honestly just matters how Brock Purdy plays and that offense plays. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey, he's a little banged up, but he's going. Complete game changer. I don't really have a play on this spread. I don't. I think, it, I think it's going to sit right around there. I think the Niners get the job done. Um, I think the Niners take it all this year. We'll, we'll, I can get into that later. But um, Huff, what do you think here? Yeah, I, I'm going to go back. I said last week how much I like that over with the Packers in, the, in Dallas. That obviously soared over. I'm going to go right back to it with Green Bay. Their defense hasn't been able to obviously stop many points. Dallas put up 32 last week uh, in the at home. I like the Niners to get theirs, but I also think the Packers definitely keep their foot on the gas. I like the over 50 and a half in this one. So you think the Packers can really uh, dice up that yeah. defense a little? Kind of explain yeah, it? I, I definitely th- I, their their team total is set at twenty and a half, which is a little scary. I was hoping it was nineteen, because uh, I like them to put up twenty. So you know what I mean. Get the the Niners at 31, 31 to twenty, thirty one twenty four, thirty twenty four. Any of those, you know what I mean. I obviously like if it's thirty one twenty four or anything closer. I kind of lean the Packers to cover the spread, but I like that over fifty and a half. I think you'll see McCaffrey get in. Uh, that place would be going crazy for, obviously, the Niners-Packers. That's a classic uh, playoff matchup. We've seen that a lot over the past couple of years, and uh, we've seen the, the Niners come out on top a lot in the past couple of years in that matchup. So uh, it's usually pretty low scoring. We've seen the, the crazy weather up there in Lambeau, but obviously being out there in sunny Santa Clara, I like the over of 50 and a half. I like the over as well. I don't really have any other play on this game. Gonna be I think you could one. see a. I think you could see a defensive touchdown. I don't know which way. Probably, but maybe by the Packers. Purdy throws a little duck up, and the Packers get a squeaky little touchdown. I wouldn't mind that. But I, I like the fifty and a half. I don't love the spread. Again, I just maybe tease the Packers up a little bit, but go also like maybe just wait. The Niners can go up at any point of this game, and you'll get the Packers at plus ten or more. Or I guess it is already plus 10, 13, 14 or more, maybe. Yeah, for sure. Lots of good stuff out of the Saturday slate for this divisional round. Let's move over to Sunday here, starting at 3 p.m. Eastern, not 4 p.m., 3 p.m. I love Tampa when they Bay do Buc- this on Sundays. I so love dumb. when they do this. On- no, I oh, love do when you? they do this. I hate the 8.30 game. I love when the night game starts at 6.30. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. Okay. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Detroit Lions in Detroit. I guess it makes sense. It's central. Uh, Detroit Lions, the favorite here, six and a half points, minus two seventy-five on the money line. Total forty-eight and a half. The Bucks eight and one against the spread in their last nine on the road, as well as six and one straight up in their last seven. Detroit seven and one straight up in its last eight games at home. The total's gone over in four out of Detroit's last five at home. Who wants to get us started here in this matchup here in Detroit? I'll start us out here. I like the Lions. I've been on these lines the past couple of weeks. Mostly, I, I can't, every, everyone I know, they, they're like, who's your little kind of dark horse for the Super Bowl? 
I kept saying Dolphins versus Lions, just two teams that I didn't really see either of them getting there. Kind of just trying to pick one of them. Dolphins looked like a pretty solid pick. Uh, Lions obviously still in the picture, so I'm going to ride the Lions. That's where my rooting interest is with my Steelers out of the playoffs. I'm rooting for this Dan Campbell-led Detroit Lions team. Six and a half could be a little tight. Uh, This was one where I was maybe going to tease a rare chance where I tease a team down. I like the Lions at home to put up a lot of points. Obviously, Baker Mayfield last week looked really good against that Eagles defense. Uh, Eagles passing defense isn't really much to brag about, especially the last couple of weeks. We saw that historic collapse they just had uh, looking like my Steelers of 2020 with that uh, that crazy start and then the uh, ultimate slide, losing the first round of the playoffs. But uh, Mackie, I'll hand things off over to you. Uh, six and a half points. Uh, I definitely, I don't love six and a half, but I, I am on these lines. I like Goff over one and a half touchdowns. That's another play I was looking at. Uh, possibly another Gibbs touchdown. I keep taking that every week with these lines. I always find myself taking a lot of props. I know Ace would be on maybe a Laporta catches or yards. Uh, which way are you going on this one? Bucks Lions. Yeah, I actually love the Bucks in this situation, plus the six and a half. I would say sprinkle money line, but I, I'm not going to play that. I think they have a, a, a great, not a great chance. I think they have a good chance of winning this game as well, uh, coming in as six and a half point underdogs. But um, this Lions team, I really like them. They've, pl- they've just played a lot of really close games this year. They don't win a lot of games for more than six and a half points. Um, no matter who they're playing. And this is very unfamiliar territory for them. None of them have ever been here before, ex- except for Jared Goff. I know he's the best, or he's the most important player on the field for the Lions, but um, very unfamiliar territory for this entire team. The Bucks have been here before. Most of this team, not most of this team, a lot of this team has been on, or was on that championship roster. I like the way Baker Mayfield's been playing. He diced up that Eagles defense last week. Didn't even really need Mike Evans to do it. Chris Godwin, huge game. Trey Palmer, huge game. Um, this Bucks team's playing with a lot of confidence right now. I know they're home last week. Got to go up to Michigan this week. They're inside still, so it's not like they got to play in five degree weather. I like their chances to cover the six and a half. Did points. you see the reporter ask Todd Bowles? <laughs> Did you see that? No, I didn't see it. Oh my god! Did he asked about the weather, and he said it's inside. The reporter definitely thought she had something like going, and she answers. She starts her question. She's like yada 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 with whatever newspaper, and she's like. So, Todd, you know, you guys are going up to Michigan this week, sub-zero degrees up there. Are you guys doing anything different at practice? Are you guys, how are you guys, how are you going to get the guys ready to play in those conditions? And he, like, looks around the room and he goes, you do know they have a dome, right? <laughs> That's <laughs> he so goes, funny. He goes, other than getting off the bus, they'll have to be outside for maybe 15, 20 seconds. Yeah, right. They don't have to deal with all that, with those weather conditions. Like, Miami had to go into Kansas City and deal with that. Um, so that's a plus for them. I think they keep it close, at least. I, I think they cover the six and a half. Kind of being un- undervalued here, in my opinion. They just blew out that Eagles team. I know the Eagles had a lot of uh, problems as, as it was, but the big question was the Tampa Bay's offense wasn't going to be able to wasn't going to be able to go off, and they did go off. That's exactly what they did against a pretty good defense as well. So You know what was kind of scary is that Rashad White didn't really do much. Yeah, and neither did Mike Evans. The big players didn't even do a lot, and they were still able to do that. And whose defense do you think is better, the Eagles defense or the, or the Lions defense? I'd probably lean the Lions just because they have more players that I'd be scared of. Like I, I like Hutchinson. I know Reddick's really good. I know Jalen Carter's really good, but I, I don't know. I think Hutchinson could have a big impact in this game. Uh, Sutton, obviously, not the best corner, but I definitely think they're they're probably a better ranked passing defense if I had to guess in the Eagles. I don't know. I was just I, I yeah. With the with the Eagles fall offs, I think the Lions have a slight edge on them. But before the fall off, I think the Eagles had a way way better oh yeah defense, yeah but, yeah just saw, yeah um, regardless i think it's very similar defense i think that the bucks aren't going to have trouble scoring points so, so um they'll 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 keep this one between in six and a half 
I don't know. I feel like they're getting overlooked. You don't think Baker's getting overlooked here? No, they're definitely getting overlooked. Yeah. I, 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 do you think this spread should be any less though? I, I, I think it should probably be a five point spread. Anything below that, and you're like, all right, you're hammering the line. Everyone's line, like hammering yeah. the line. I was gonna say there'd be ninety percent of the money on the lines if this was minus four, minus three and a half. Yeah, but I no, I I think that these teams are are, are pretty equal to be honest. What's going on, everybody? Jesse from Hit the Books here. I want to tell you a little bit about Zencaster. We choose Zencaster because it's the best solution for us. <clears throat> What's going on, everybody? Jesse from Hit the Books here. I want to tell you a little bit about Zencaster. We use Zencaster because it's the best solution for us to record our episodes each week with four of us in different locations. Coordination is hard, and Zencaster makes that easy. Like I said, it's so easy. It's now super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Just log in with your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. Record studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups. Ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. Zencaster's an all-in-one platform. If you've thought about podcasting before and realized that you need a lot of different tools and services, those days are over. Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform. You can create a podcast all in one place. And to tr- distribute to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other major destinations. If you're interested, go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our code hit the books, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same experience, easy experience we do with all our podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Make sure to use our link in the description below or our offer code hit the books at Zencaster.com slash pricing. For 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. Lots of good stuff there, guys. Let's keep it moving here. Through Sunday to the Sunday night game, 6.30, Kansas City in Buffalo at the Buffalo Bills. The favorite is the Buffalo Bills are our favorite here, minus two and a half. Their money line, minus 144. The Chiefs money line at plus 122. The total at 45 and a half. Trends I have here, the total has gone under in five out of Kansas City's last six games when playing on the road against Buffalo, Kansas City, 10-2 straight up in its last 12 on the road. Buffalo, 5-0 straight up in its last five. 6-1 straight up in its last seven games at home. It's closest spread here of the week. Who wants to get us rolling on this matchup? Mark, you want to start us out here? Yeah, I kind of already voiced my opinion on this one. I think the Bills get it done. I think Josh Allen is having one of those seasons. and He's on his home field. He plays so much better on his home field. We all know that. Um, Mahomes doesn't have the crowd behind him. I think that I think that the Bills are playing better football. I think they're probably the better team as well, even without the, all the even with all the injuries that they've had this season. Um, this is their year. I think it's their year to come out of the AFC. I think. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say the Super Bowl, but um, I think they get there. I think they're the better team. I think they're going to win this game. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think they cover the spread. Uh, the two and a half. I'm going to take the Bills minus the two and a half. I don't love it. Obviously, going against Mahomes. Uh, but I think this game being in Buffalo, the the what's at stake between these two quarterbacks? There's so much uh, other than just this game. You look in the Josh past, Josh, Josh, Josh Allen got to win one, him. dude. Yeah, dude, he's, he's got to win, win one of these. I hate to sit, I hate to be like betting with that, like the feeling that like, oh, he's gonna win, like he's due to beat him in the playoffs. But we saw the we saw the Bills take them down the right in the regular season. Correct? Was that in Kansas City or was that in Buffalo? No, the oh yeah, the Bills did take him down in Kansas City. Okay, yeah, I like the Bills. Uh, I think the Bills. Co- I think the Bills cover the two and a half points at home. I think this is a, like you said, a big game for Josh Allen. 
Uh, he wants to beat Mahomes more than anyone in the world. I think Chiefs, uh, they had a great game last weekend. That Dolphins team wasn't ready for the for the cold weather in those playoff or in Kansas City for that playoff game. But uh, I like the Bills. I think the Bills get the job done. I think James Cook has a big day on the ground. I like the Bills to come out on top. It's going to be hard to beat Pat Mahomes twice in one season. Yeah, definitely. I was just thinking about that. I'm like, now I think he's going to do it twice in one year. Yeah, but nobody cares about the regular season one. Yeah, those exactly. Ones, those ones don't count. And this is Josh Allen's best chance to beat Mahomes to date, probably for a while, too. I don't know. That, uh, the, just that, remember how many guys got hurt on that Bills team. Think, yeah, I know, but that Chiefs team is just... They're ha- when you still have Mahomes, you're just going to keep building around him. I mean, yeah. it's kind of like Tom Brady. Like, you had... They had a few years where they like they go through the that, fa- yeah they go through the phases they weren't that like, good but then they'll be right back when they when they're able to build their team up right around that franchise quarterback you know what I mean yeah yeah it's like you had the Randy Moss Patriots and then you had their Gronk Patriots and then yeah, you had exactly. like the Edelman mm-hmm. pa- yeah but there was always like a year or two where they where they they still made the playoffs they were still really good they just weren't there as definitely good, was a gap you know? year where they didn't have that number one guy like Kelsey's yeah. fallen off he's still I guess you the guy that you'd say but like they'll find someone in the like twenty nineteen to twenty twenty one. Well, they I know they lost in 2020, but they obviously should have won. They were like incredible those three years. They're obviously not there anymore. They lost Tyreek, yeah, lost a lot like, of that defense. Chris Jones. But I, I they mean, they were all four years younger. They'll be back. They'll they'll be back there in a few years. You still have Pat Mahomes. You think Travis Kelsey will ever play in another Super Bowl? Ooh. Um. That's yeah, like a that's like a trick question because his, if his brother retires and they lose in the playoffs this year and next year, I could see him retire. His brother's also a center who's been doing a tush push for the last two years. Yeah, that's why I think he's retiring. His I'd brain be like, can't I, take it. He, he like, literally my says, neck, "My neck works. I'm out while it works." You know, yeah, exactly. One of these days, his neck's just gonna snap on that play. You Jason, know it is. Jason Kelsey hates that play, and if that doesn't tell you all all it needs to about that play, then I mean. I mean, that's why they want to want to get rid of it. It's not because they're too dominant. Nobody cares about how dominant the play is, you fucking idiots. It's because it's <laughs> damaging these linemen. I mean, the, the CTE, CTE is real. You're enhancing it by 100% doing that shit. Have you ever seen the video uh, where they call the tush push and Kelsey goes, fuck? Yeah, he's like, fuck. <laughs> And then he's like, he's he's like, I tell DeAndre Swift every time we're at the one yard line, like you know what's coming. Yeah, he's like fuck my life. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't I mean, know. I definitely, I, I could see that if, especially if he's still dating Taylor Swift, it's like fuck, get out of football <laughs> while he can. Yeah, but I think he definitely still wants more. Um, he had a late rise to his. Yeah, he had a he had a late like peak. Pete, you know? Like yeah. So I think he still wants a little more out of the game. I think he can definitely still get another Super Bowl when you're still playing with Pat Mahomes. So um, he might as well. Yeah, like also, will he stick around as like a number two tight end like Tony Gonzalez did for like two years after he really showed up? You know what I mean? Like, I just pull a Gronk and like retire. And then when the Chiefs are I, I th- 11 I, and three. I, I think if I was one of those players that you're truly considered one of the top three at your position. Once I get like two Super Bowls and people are already arguing that you're one of the best, I'd be like, mm, fuck it, I'm out. Keep arguing about it. You'll never know the rest <laughs> of the Yeah. I mean, yeah. But I mean, I feel like he's more in the game than like Gronk was. Like Gronk just was in it to to make the money and for all the partying, like oh, yeah. the Super Bowls. And he got his Super Bowls and all that. But he didn't want to go to practice. He didn't want to train. So he was like, all right, I'll retire. And when Tom Brady's 11 and three in the yeah. season and they need a tight end, I'll come back and I'll come put, win the Super Bowl with them. But even though they didn't win that year. But um, 
I don't know. I feel like yeah. I feel I like Travis Travis cares more, and he's like he's all about the grind and. Yeah, definitely. Alrighty, I'm curious about what you guys think. What's your ideal Super Bowl matchup here coming into this divisional round? Uh, I have some of the top ones here based on the Wait, odds. Ideal, ideal is it? Ideal or yeah, as, well, or I guess what, ideal in the sense of like what you think is going to happen. What with do you the current want landscape. and what do you think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's okay. okay. Let's do both. All right. Well, I want Texans Bucks. Not gonna get that. Texans Bucks is uh, awesome. plus fifteen thousand. Yeah, that's 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 right around where it should be. That'd I would be expect awesome. it to be higher. I guess there's only eight teams. Though. There's only eight teams. I gotta win two more that games. That is the highest. Yeah. But um, I, who I think it's gonna be? I think it's gonna be Bills Niners, and I think the Niners take it. Bills Niners is uh in plus second place in the odds running plus three ninety. Obviously behind Ravens Niners, which is plus two thirty. Yeah, Huff. I want Lions Texans. I think it will be Lions uh, Texans plus fifty five hundred. Fifty five hundred. Yeah. Right. Um. And, and what what do you think? I'm gonna go Lions Bills. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the one that doesn't pick the Niners or the Ravens. Mac plus twelve hundred. See, I like those odds. That's like I Lions think Bills. I mean, Lions yeah. probably just need one, like, real. I just, win. I'm banking. I, in that situation, you're banking on the Packers to beat the Niners this weekend. Not even, not even, not even. You can get a Lions win over that Niners team. You're just hoping. No, I know, but I'm saying you want, you want a divisional yeah, matchup yeah. in Detroit for the NFC Championship. Detroit would be buzzing for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. I don't know, dude. I don't, yeah, 100%, but I don't know if the Lions would win that game, to be I honest. know, because divisional matchup is almost scarier, yeah. But it's in Detroit. That's the only reason you'd rather play the Packers, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, Matt LaFleur against a team for the third time in a season, I'd be a little scared of that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, those Texans, if they can get out of this with the Chiefs, Bills, and Ravens still in it, and the Texans come out of that AFC, give C.J. Stroud a Hall of Fame ballot right now. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's honestly, that would be the greatest rookie season ever. Incredible to get through Mahomes. Josh Allen and MVP Lamar Jackson. I get through it, them, but I wouldn't. I don't know. Do you think? Would you be absolutely shocked if the Texans won this game this weekend? No, I would not be. I wouldn't be shocked if either of the nine and a half point underdogs won this game. Yeah. Do I either. expect it to happen or think it's going to happen? Absolutely not. Do you think either one of them win? I don't. I don't think they do. I think. I. I, I would. I, I don't even know who has a better opportunity. I really don't. I would say, I guess, the Texans have a better opportunity, but I think they're kind of even. I would not be surprised if either won, but I don't expect either one of them to. Yeah, I, mean, I definitely Jordan think... Love just diced up that Cowboys defense. Why can't he do it again? I think the Texans have a better chance just because of the cold weather in Baltimore. You could get a couple fumbles in that Baltimore running game. Maybe, yeah, I, I don't know. Cold weather eight. against that Baltimore defense, though? I mean... Yeah, that's the only thing that scares me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And this stuff, like rest versus rust, both of these teams could come out like the Ravens haven't played their true roster in three weeks. I'm like a person that's like, I don't know if that's a good thing every time. It's not a good thing at all. I'm glad you brought that up. I like the Texans a lot more now. Yeah. Same with the Niners. The Niners. They haven't played in three weeks. I don't think the Niners are going to be rusty. Niners are too good. They have too many weapons. And there's it's nice. Out. It's nice and out there. there. And there's too many holes to fill where, where other people are going to slack off. Brock Purdy's not playing well. Okay, just give the ball to fucking Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Like, Lamar hasn't played since before the Steelers went to Baltimore Week 18. Yeah, I think he can come out rusty. Texans first half will lock it in. What is first half? Probably plus six and a half, five yeah, and a half? No, it's probably five, six, maybe six. 
Let me see. I got it pulled up right here. First, five and a half. Uh, is it five and a half? Yeah. yeah That's a good a line. I'd want six, but. I'd want six as well, and I can never buy a half point on the first half stuff. I don't know. We're in, you could, you could maybe in. shop that closer, because if this goes to plus 10, you could probably get plus six first half. You know, nice. Uh, I wouldn't even say that. I was going to say a teaser opportunity, but I could see both these games getting out of hand, too. Yeah. Or one of them getting out of hand. And then the other one, like, covers. Bucks. Or... Bucks plus 12 and a half. Block. You just got to find it. That, that, that I would tease. I, I would tease that with the Texans. I just don't trust the Texans. I'd, I'd tease, tease that with, with some over-under. I'd have to find tease. a good over-under. Texans. Oh. That Packers, Packers over, Niners over yeah. 44 and a half. Yeah. Packers over, Texans plus, and Bucks. You could get Bucks at plus like 17, Texans at plus like 20. I think yeah. I'd just I think I'd kick Texans out of that though, because I could just see I I you could you yeah, can't I, tell me you can't see a Ravens twenty five point win though. Oh yeah, but I always get caught. That's how teasers get me. Always on the third leg, you get the extra like four points and you're like, there's no way they lose by twenty five. <laughs> yeah. You just I like this I like the two leg six point teasers. You get a minus one ten. Um, give me that un- that over Packers forty four and a half, and give me the Bucks plus twelve and a half. That's a lock. I might lock that in right now. I definitely like that over. I'm pro- I'm taking that over straight at the fifty and a half. I'm da- I might tease it as well. Good op- good op- good opportunities here. What do you think about Texans Ravens over thirty seven and a half? That's scary. What can you get the under at? Forty nine and a half. I like the under with the over. If we're talking two leg six point teasers. Yeah. I like the under better with the over. Like you said though, those two high flying offenses. But Russ, Yeah, but it's like it's cold rust. rust. Yeah. Ravens um, truly can only score Ravens have only like I said, Ravens have only scored I, I don't think they've scored more than twenty points in a Lamar Jackson playoff game. That was his last game. His last game they scored fifty six points against the Dolphins. <laughs> okay, let's not look at that. Yeah, I don't know. No that, that, we don't do recency bias. <laughs> that that offense has you. Have, you just there's just zero reason to look at that offense and not think they're gonna put up 25 plus points. That's why you don't go under and lose. Fuck the Ravens. Fuck the Ravens. That's facts. The Ravens haters over here. Yeah. I'm really a Ravens and a Chiefs hater now. I'm just so sick of seeing the fucking Chiefs. Honestly. No, I'm not a Chiefs hater. I like Pat Mahomes. I really do. I like Mahomes. I, I'm just so sick of seeing the Chiefs. Give me a different team in the Super Bowl. They made yeah, the championship six times in a row. Please fucking let But it's cool when they're underdogs. Like when they're not when they're not favorited, like it's kinda cool. It's kinda like sketchy, it's but like, fuck you, I'm still here. Up. Yeah. Oh no, you even, mean. even though we're not that good, I'm still fucking here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I I'm rooting for probably Bills, like I said, I'd love Bills versus Texans AFC championship. That'd be sick. And then I think the Texans would get mopped in the AFC championship in Buffalo. Oh yeah, absolutely. What do you think about uh the city of Cleveland if Baker Mayfield makes the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> that would be all time, dude, just cuz I another another team I just hate. Obviously being Cleveland a Browns player, would yeah. be in shambles. They would be in yeah. sh- you'd have Addison jumping off high rises up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I texted, I was talking to him last week and I was like, I'm on the Browns this week. And he was like, yeah, we're going to lose Mackie bet us. <laughs> he tweeted at me and I was like, you should have, I'm, I'm, I'm acting like a fa- uh, bucket with Trent now. He's like, whoever's offering me the most to take their team, I'll take it. You know, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's, it's an auction out here. If you really want hey, to pay me a hundred bucks to bet on the Texans, yeah, I'll do it. Listen, I'll do it. You gotta want it. 
Yeah, that's good. Alrighty, boys. Lots of good stuff there out of the divisional round and what we think is going to happen coming up into the Super Bowl. Don't forget about our live stream each and every Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, and our video for the Saturday games on Saturday morning, at least uh, probably around 9 a.m. <clears throat> Let's keep it moving here with some news out of the NFL. Starting out, Jason Kelsey was all over social media this past week after the Phillies' loss on Monday. It was said that he would be retiring, but he's came to light on his podcast Wednesday. It said he has not made that official. And he is, will announce it when the time is right. What do you guys? What are your guys' thoughts on Jason Kelsey's possible retirement here uh, after this loss for the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday? Yeah, I think the Eagles' window was a one-year opportunity. Obviously, last year they had the ten-point lead in the Super Bowl. Mahomes came back and stole that, snatched that one away, got his second ring. Uh, I, I just truly think this Eagles kind of dynasty that everyone thought was coming and never came is over. So uh, I, I don't think that this team is that good. Obviously, they're going to be moving on from Sirianni. It looks like we'll get into the head coaching situations, but. Uh, that's not for sure. Kelsey saying he might come back, might not. Uh, Jesse, you said before the podcast, you feel like that could just be like for him to get a, get the official announcement on New Heights. I definitely could see that as well. But um, I, I, I don't know. I'm not the biggest Eagles fan. Definitely like Kelsey as a, as a you know a, a guy around the league. But I, I just don't think this Eagles team is as good as everyone thought. You see the the turmoil in the locker room. A.J. Brown doesn't play. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of shakeups in Philly this offseason. Swift, a free agent. Like, they have a lot of free agents. Yeah, Eagles are definitely going to be looking at a bit of a different team next year. I think Jason Kelsey's gone. I think he's just kind of um, dealing with all the emotions of playing his last football game, and he doesn't want to make any rash decisions. But I think him and his family have kind of been locked into this. I feel like he feels his mental health going. When you're a lineman, you're getting hit like that every single game. You're doing the tush-push every game. You probably think about that a lot. Like, you probably pay a lot of attention to it, and I bet you he is paying a lot of attention to it. Um He's getting up there. He's been playing. What has he played? Eight years, something like that. Nine years. I think even longer. Kelsey's been the league, or his brother's been in the league nine years with Kansas City. I think he's older. like eleven. Damn. Yeah, it's a lot of wear and tear on on a big guy like that, on a lineman, center, taking those hard hits every game. Um, I I I think he's gonna. I, he's been saying it for a while. I think he's done. But um, he definitely just wants to wait it out and see how he feels for for a few weeks, and then just make a make a final decision when he's ready. Yeah, I think so too. I just think, yeah, I, I just think the Eagles aren't as good as everyone thought. Uh, this is he was kind of waiting to see. Obviously, would have loved to go out on top, but this team's just not as good as they but thought. Like, what? What do you? You? Nobody was saying that six weeks ago. No, I know. Yeah, they, they like, literally why, like what? Hat, so they 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 clearly are like the the talent's there. The roster is obviously there. They they definitely had the talent to go to the Super Bowl this year. I think there was a lot of internal problems. I think Jalen Hurts. Um, a lot of players were getting sick of him. I don't know what it was. He was playing good football. They were all playing good football. It had to be a locker room issue, maybe a, um, because I saw Goddard got mad at him last game. We know AJ Brown's uh, frustrations he showed. Um, I don't know. I think that there's something deeper going on there. Dude, when this happened to the Steelers in 2020, when the Steelers started out 11 and 0, ended 0 and 5 or 0 and 6 or whatever it was, 1 and 5, whatever the fuck it was, and lost, got got wiped by the Browns in the playoffs at home. It was like. That was the year Juju was fucking dancing on logos and shit. It's like when this, when you just have a total collapse, I immediately just look at like, okay, you have AJ Brown, your number one receiver. He's not happy. You have Jalen Hurts. He's not really arguing, but like you just, like you said, you have Goddard, AJ Brown, all these guys bitching at everyone on the, on the sideline and Sirianni, like ever since he did that, see ya in Kansas city. He waited to get into the tunnel to do it too. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best part. It's like, well, ever since then, you guys are what zero and six or one and five, and you just lost in the first round of the yeah. playoffs. 
Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't like Sirianni. I, I don't like. I never uh, liked Sirianni to begin with, to be honest. Yeah, me either. I, I never thought he was the answer for them. <coughs> Excuse me for them. <coughs> At all. But yeah, I think they're definitely in shambles right now. They're going to see a different team next year. Um, a lot of free agents, a lot of people moving around. Um, but I mean, they're still the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is still a very good quarterback. I think that uh, they hold on to him. They'll have a bright future as well. You guys already, already talked about it a little bit, but the head coach firing scenarios here coming up. Cowboys, will they move on from McCarthy, Eagles, and Sirianni? What are you guys thinking about these uh, head coaches and the moves possibly if, happening? If the Cowboys do not move on from McCarthy, I, 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 I may boycott the season. I, I may boycott the season. <laughs> I, may, I may have to do it. Because there's no point to get your hopes up. We just had the best season we have had since I have been born. There is no points to get your hopes up if you cannot get the job done in the playoffs. He's one of the worst play callers in the league. In the league. One of the worst play callers. Maybe behind Nick Sirianni now after these last few games. I mean, these have been terrible. But he needs to go. We need somebody else. We need a Mike Rabel. That's what we exactly what we need. Do you think they're going to point the finger at the defensive coordinator, Quinn, and let McCarthy stay and fire Dan Quinn? I, th- I think they should get rid of both of them. Who's the offensive I- coordinator? Uh, I, I don't know. McCarthy runs that offense because it was Kellen Moore last year and they just butt heads the entire time. So I think it was a, I'm not really sure what his name was, but he was more of like a fill in. I know McCarthy ran everything. Yeah. yeah I, um, I think Vrabel would be a great, obviously defensive coach come in. That's exactly what you guys need is, I, I mean, you had Dan Quinn, who was a pretty good coordinator. Just like you said, didn't make any adjustments. To come making game adjustments. Game. He, he had yeah. a good scheme. He knew what he was doing going into it, but he didn't know how to adjust with those players. And the craziest part is I think he coached himself out of a head coaching opportunity this offseason in that oh, game. Oh, 100%. 100, he was definitely Seattle, up there for one of the Seattle players. wanted him bad. He even could have gone. He could have been our head coach. Yeah. He could have stayed in Dallas. I'm sure he wanted that. If he was offered, he was definitely taking that. Yeah. But he's definitely, I mean, he's not getting offered Dallas right now. Mm-mm. But Jerry Jones said um, in the press game in the, last year, right away, he said Mike McCarthy is not going anywhere. This year. They asked him about his coaching decision. He said, I don't know. Last time I talked to Mike, we were getting ready for the next few weeks. Now we, there is no next few weeks. So hopefully he comes to his senses and says, Mike McCarthy's not the answer here. Um, and, and he's got to go. I mean, this is the best roster we've had. This is the second best roster in the NFL. And they couldn't yep. get it out of the divisional round. A seven and a half point favorites at home. <laughs> don't get me going. Don't. <laughs> Sounds like you're already going. But I said it last year. I said, get rid of McCarthy. He, right away, he was like, no. I, I really hope he makes a good decision this year. If you don't get Vrabel, is there another coach that just got fired that you would take? I, I, would, I would take Harbaugh. I, obviously, I'm not going to turn down Bill Belichick. I just don't think it would all, it would all work out. Yeah. Um, we could take, we, yeah I we, saw something we could online. Take that, from you guys. Yeah, that, I, could, I could see him do that if he left. But obviously, he said he's staying. I don't think, so, I, I don't think yeah. he'll leave. But um, I don't know. Who, who else do you think could fill in? I was gonna say Carroll, but he didn't really get fired. He got went up to like the front front office. Um, I think he's staying in house. Yeah, he's staying with Seattle. That's a thing. Um, the the court. I'm trying to think. Also, the coordinators that are up for like jobs this year. The the Lions. I think it's the offensive or defensive coordinator. I think it's the defensive coordinator. Aaron Glenn is up for one. They said he'll get interviews. Um, who else? Obviously, like you said, Vrabel, Harbaugh, Belichick. Uh, I, I truly think Belichick's going to go to Atlanta. They said that they interviewed him. I think and so, Bob too. Harbaugh I think it's almost a done deal. Belichick's talking for Atlanta, yeah. Um, 
I uh, it, but they got to do something, right? The Cowboys have to do something. They yeah, cannot. I, they cannot do nothing after what just happened. Believe me, yeah. If that was the Steelers and they kept the, if they kept the coach and that was the Steelers in that exact situation, I'd have. And they, if they run it back, like, yo, let's try it one more time. It's like, okay, how the fuck can you run it back and expect something different when you change nothing? How many more years can you waste of this prime offense? Clearly, don't get me wrong. I mean, Dak didn't have the best. Jerry game. Jones wants to win a Super Bowl before he's dead. I don't think he has that many years left. I mean, he's already got five, so he's not. But he uh, he definitely wants another one. That's it's the reason he's still there. But I wouldn't. Yeah, that's what him. he said. That's a, that's why he said he won't sell it. Won't get rid of the team. Well, maybe he should fucking get rid of it because he's not going to win another one. Yeah, until he gets rid of it. Clearly, maybe the problem's up top. I think it is. I think it, I think it is a lot to do with that because Jerry Jones wants too much power as owner, and as owner, you just need to listen to your GM. You need to listen to your coach. Let them make their decisions. Like you're the fucking owner with the money, let the football guys make the football decisions. You might have, like you might have known what you were doing in 1987. Yeah, I was gonna say in 1987. Yeah, the game has changed. I was just gonna say that. But you you might have been able to give some input back in the 80s. But uh... (laughs) I saw this on Twitter, and it makes a really good point. Dak did not have the best game, but he played. He threw 400 yards, three touchdowns, and 41 completions. He didn't have the best game, but he had a he had a good game. When you yeah. make one or two mistakes throughout a game and you can't win a football game, how much is really put on the quarterback there? I mean, yeah. granted, he didn't get the job done yet again. How many times is he not going to get the job done? But he has to play a perfect game for them to even have a chance in games like this. It can't all be put on him. Yeah. I, and, then, I, I, and people are saying, like, move on from Dak. It's like, no. Come on, man. Like, come coach. on. Dak is not the – like, he's clearly not the problem. It, it's like I, I just can't wrap my head around people that – say that but yeah he, um, uh, it's like there like i could point it all like the another one that i that obviously i i don't think the coach is getting fired but that i kind of was thinking about the other day just like one simple fix like for you guys it's the head coach another team that i was big on this year miami i feel like miami doesn't have a tight end do they am i blanking like do they is it that smite guy like they, why they, don't they, they have a tight who's that white guy I think it's I think his last name Smythe. Like I've never seen him catch a ball. Like I don't think he leaves the offensive line. Like I think that's what <laughs> Dolphins need. Like draft the yeah, tight Darren end. Smith. Like, yeah, Darren Smith. It's probably Smith, but it's yeah, you know what I mean. It smelled the or the Y and the spelled. E at the end. Yeah, the off. yeah. I don't know. I, that, that's the other thing I was thinking about with the Dolphins today. Totally irrelevant for the Cowboys, but I was like, did they, I was like sitting there. I'm like, who the fuck is the cow? The Dolphins. Tua, tight end? Listen, Tua could use a tight end down the middle. Really, right down he's the middle. Short, He's a short guy. He needs to find the middle of the field a few times with, with Dalton Schultz or or. Do you imagine Jake if the Dolphins have Laporta this year? Oh my God! Yeah, that'd be. I mean, Laporta is just another guy out of Iowa who just lights it up. Yeah, at tight end. But well, that's they the need dude, just the next guy out of Iowa. Just fucking next take guy him. out of Iowa. They need a guy like Laporta though. Yeah, like just an like offense that can catch the ball. You don't need a like even like Fryermuth would be so good on the Dolphins, and he'd yeah, actually probably perfect. get used. A guy a like more. him. A guy like him. Like Gasicki, when Gasicki was there, but it wasn't. It was like Fitzpatrick, wasn't it? Gasicki's also not. He was a, overrated. Yeah, he's not a top seven tight end. You need a no. top seven tight end right now with the with the way the tight end position is going. Yeah. Like even like a young guy, like if they had like Kincaid, where you they could be Ferguson, like, all right, he's dude. Be a, yeah. A guy like Ferguson. Gonna... Ferguson's coming onto the scene. Yeah, and I think what's his name behind him is pretty good too. Schoonmaker. Schoonmaker. Yeah, but he was also the backup last year. Yeah. Or third string, I guess they had both of them, but they, yeah. they, he's, he's been on the scene. It wasn't his first year. Yeah. 
That's the, that's the one thing I was saying. Because, like, you look at, like, Buffalo. The, you saw da- the resurrection of Dawson Knox just to come and kill the Steelers. Like, everyone's game plan for still Kincaid. still got it in him. Kincaid, and they're like, no, we're just going to give you a heavy dose of Dawson Knox. He still to got start it in this him. Game. Yeah. It's like tight ends truly change a fucking game. I, I, I don't know. You look at all these teams that are left. They have legit tight ends. Ravens are looking to get Mark Andrews back. Obviously, Texans, I, we all said Dalton Schultz going there wasn't going to be a huge thing. He had a touchdown, a huge I, game. We also didn't. Last week. We also didn't think CJ Stroud was going to yeah. do this. <laughs> yeah, but I remember saying I think he was going to be a good security blanket for CJ Stroud. Obviously, not oh, saying yeah, they were going to go to the you playoffs. But like, uh, you look at all these, t- even like uh, the kid up in Green Bay, Musgrave. I think he's another young stud tight Luke, end, like Luke Musgrave. Yeah, yeah, he's good and as well. uh, obviously Kittle, Kittle, and then who are the other team? Uh, Laporta and Kate Otten. Probably the worst tight end left. Kadon had a great game last last. I week, know, but though. he's probably the worst tight end left. Oh know. yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, who's going in Baltimore right now? Likely, I like Isaiah Likely. He's not a tight end. Isaiah Likely is like five nine. He's a tight end. He's a backup I, tight end. Number eighty. Yeah, Isaiah Likely is tiny, bro. No, dude, There's he's no a tight, way end. He's tight end. Yes, he's my fantasy tight end. Dude, how is he? I'll look, at, I'll look up his height weight. Isaiah Likely, Ravens, Holy height weight. Holy shit. It's 4-240. Why does he look tiny out there? Every time I, I see him out there, I feel like he's skirmy, scurrying around. Yeah, no, he's the tight end for them right now. Who would you take, him or uh, Auten? Isaiah Likely. Isaiah Likely's been going off. Yeah. Lamar, I, I, Lamar, Lamar. I cannot believe he's a tight end. I literally pictured him as like a tiny little... Like, like a Zay Flowers receiver? Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, no, he's the he's the backup tight end. Wow, news to me. Like, when, when, Andrews, when Andrews is in and they play two tight ends, he's the down tight end. Like, he'll, he helps block. Right, right. Andrews Damn. goes out for passing. Hmm. But, yeah, definitely all of these teams have loaded up tight ends. Um, and, like, all the teams that – you look at all the teams that lost, obviously Dolphins, like, there's too many that Dolphins lost, but, like – yeah, there uh, other teams like you can just easily point to something. Steelers quarterback, like you, I could point to one thing on every team that lost and be like, "Give me a GM job. I could try to fix things in six months." <laughs> yeah, and then they give you a salary cap, and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, fuck." This fucks fuck, everything. It doesn't up. work like Madden, where you can I'm just going, turn it off. I'm going to the MLB. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about it for the NFL, though. Big weekend, four games, two Saturday, two Sunday. Like I said, I love when they do the three o'clock, six thirty. That's amazing. Um, yeah, Chiefs Bills actually be able to watch that full game, not have to stay up till midnight. That'll be a good one. It'd be good. You know it. Let's move over to the NBA here with the power rankings for this week. Number five, the Philadelphia 76ers. Number four, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Number three, the Milwaukee Bucks. Number two, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Number one, the Boston Celtics here coming into this week. What are you guys thinking about these power rankings? Sixers are fucking good. They really are. Yeah, I mean, Joel Embiid, just incredible. Huge game last night beating uh, the defending champ. Denver Nuggets, him and Jokic both went off. But, I mean, Jokic on his home floor, he doesn't lose. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, that's uh, the, it's Nuggets easily could be that five team, obviously, with the recency bias of last night. Uh, the Sixers, obviously, without Embiid, those couple of games, they they picked up a couple of big wins. Uh, and then you see what Embiid has done in the lineup. It's just like, like you said, last night, what did he have? I'm look, I'm pulling up the stat line right now because I wanted to see it. Yeah, 41, no, no. 41 yeah. 10 assists and seven rebounds. 
Jokic went for 25, 19, and 3. It's ridiculous. What a heavy fucking... Such a uh, powerhouse teams just going at it. You love to see yeah. it. Both big guys putting up the big numbers. Home and team I think takes it. it. I was going to say, I thought Jamal Murray wasn't supposed to play in this game. Maybe I was. I saw something wrong then. Um, but one team I've, I I see really bursting on the scene, and I know they had a tough start, but um, with the addition of James Harden and him just playing so well, the Clippers, um, I'm really bought in on this Clippers team. They've been playing really good uh, basketball. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10. They get the big wins, huge win over the Thunder the other night. Yep. Um, you have Kawhi Leonard on your team. You're always a competitor. And then you just have, like, when Paul George gets it going, I know playoff P. I know how he is in the playoffs. But now you have in the regular season. Just rod him in the regular season, then we'll worry about know, that. Dude, I, I really I really want to look into a future for them. I think they have really I, good chance. I think that was one year. of the teams I picked out of the West, not knowing they were getting Harden, but they, they definitely have some value on them. But it definitely dropped. You have James Harden nearly playing like he was in Houston. Obviously, just not with the usage because ha- you have the other two on yeah. the team. Yeah, but he's literally that. playing to that to that level right now. And when you have these other two players, when you have Kawhi, that the two way player like Kawhi, I, I this team they they may not be stopped. If they're if they're playing to their potential, they may not be stopped. Yeah, T-ball, I definitely was waiting for this. Yeah, do they get their new arena next year? Uh, it's like it looks pretty done, so I'm assuming next year. But uh, I I don't know. I haven't seen anything on it. That place looks crazy. It looks massive. Steve Ballmer paid out of pocket. Remember him screaming about the toilets? (laughs) Gonna be a toilet in every inch of this place. (laughs) No lines. No lines. Did you guys get to this Pacers point? And we did not. If you want to read okay. it off. This next one here at the NBA, the Indiana, the Indiana Pacers have acquired forward Pascal Siakam. Uh, C- Siakam. Pascal Siakam from the Toronto Raptors. The Pacers' wow. new core will consist of Hallen Burton, Siakam, and Turner. Get them going here for throughout this season. What are you guys thinking here coming out of uh, the Indiana Pacers world? I think this is a pretty interesting young team. Obviously, Halliburton, I gave them all the excitement in the beginning of the year. They go to that in-season tournament final, which now feels like it was a year ago. Um, but, you know, this this is still a young team that's going to compete in the East. They're still a fun team to watch night in and night out. Um, I, I don't know exactly where they stand in the standings right now. I'm going to pull this back up and take a look. They're, but... in, this, they're in that sixth spot in the East. Them okay, in the that's kind of where I expected them to sit, right out, right, either right in or in the play-in tournament. Um, sitting, I don't think they're a top five team in the East, but also Miami has been turning it on of late. Uh, they started, they started out kind of cold to start the season, but, uh, another one that's been pretty good is Cleveland. I didn't realize Cleveland was 20, 23. The East East is heating up. It used to be top three teams. They were the top, they were always top three Celtics, Bucks, Sixers. I think a lot of these teams can compete now. The Knicks even, um, Jalen Brunson's been playing incredible basketball and they're sitting in the seven seed right now. Cause I think those six teams honestly are better than them, but. The fact that the Knicks are a seven seed says a lot about this Eastern Conference. Yeah, I was surprised to see you guys like kind of keep winning games. Uh, with I mean, you guys have been kind of going back and forth, but you went on a little stretch there. Uh, really sent. When did you guys trade Barrett in quickly? Um, that's two seven, weeks ago. Seven games ago, probably. So yeah, right around two weeks ago. Yeah, I I expected a little bit more of a fall off there, but uh, uh, Ananobi brought the defense to the team. I mean, dude. 
RJ Barrett was kind of an anchor for this Knicks team. He's doing really well in, in Toronto, but he's doing good for the Raptors. He They're just fun wasn't he wasn't fitting quickly was the big loss. But I mean, Ananobi's coming in, he's playing really good defense. Um players are stepping up to the scene. Miles Miles McBride out of uh out of West Virginia. He's huge role on that Knicks team. He's he's stepping up. Um so the bench is playing a little better, but um they went they started five and zero after that trade. Yeah, I'm looking but, um, at that right now. Timberwolves, Bulls, Sixers, Wizards, Blazers. Yeah. And uh you lost to the Mavericks and then you beat the Grizzlies the and then you just lost to the Magic. Yeah, back back to reality, but um going back to this this uh Siakam trade. Um I like that I like that core with Halliburton. Obviously you have Miles Turner under the rim and then you have uh Siakam to play that those two bigs right there, Siakam and uh if Siakam Even put Siakam at the three. Yeah, you know what I mean? At the three, you can put him at the four. Then you have like Buddy Healed, like you have these guys, Benedict Matherin, um That's what Aaron, I that would Aaron be my Nesmith. starting lineup. One, like two, three, have, four. TJ McConnell, like you have these, you have these support guys. This Pacers team could be good, and they did. They need a defense. Now you have two big guys underneath. If you want to use Siakam at the four, you can also put him at the three. But um, a lot of defense brought to this team. I think that they can probably be competitors. Maybe win around in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, um, I don't know, but I, I like this. Trade. That would be my starting five for them: Halliburton, Heald, Siakam, Matherin, Turner. Yeah, it's a perfect starting five. You just got to build that bench a little. It's all, all yeah. scoring, no defense. Your bench goes like straight to like McConnell, six man. McConnell um, and then Aaron Nesmith. Yeah, I um, for, and then obviously I don't know if they got anyone else in this trade or if they got they rid didn't. of anyone. It was, it was one for three. I think it was three first round picks like straight okay. up, which might be dude. I think these <laughs> these NBA trades are crazy. Did you see that the, they go the, for way too many picks, dude? Bro, it's cr- three first round picks is crazy. Did you see McCall Bridges? Was was uh people offered Brooklyn four first round picks for McCall Bridges straight up? Holy shit! Granted, he's been playing really good basketball and he is a rising star. He's going to be very good in the next few years. But four first round picks is crazy for an investment. You would, I would take my chances to hit on any one of those four first round picks than trade four. Especially if you're like expect if your team's that bad and you're tra- and you're trading four first round picks, like you're going to have a good pick coming up. It's- yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, that's crazy. I think Damn. I think I think the first rounders are crazy. You don't see like shit like that in the NFL. You see a lot of second, third, later rounds, but um, obviously the NBA, NBA only also has, like they they, they use, only have it's two obviously rounds. the biggest free agency league. Like they bounce around in free agency more than the NBA. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But the NBA is also only two rounds, only sixty picks. So I understand like the first round. Like the percentage valuable. of guys that get drafted, I don't even know. I couldn't name someone right now other than like Jokic or like Devin Booker. Jokic got drafted. No, I, I'm saying that like got drafted. Okay, I guess Jokic and Giannis got drafted by the team that they're on and want to ring on. Like, will they stay there their whole career? NBA, like I Giannis, feel like no one Giannis stays one not. team. Jokic probably will because he doesn't care enough to like relocate and go. Yeah, I think Jokic truly will be a Nugget forever. Yeah, I think he'll have a short career too, which is gonna it's really gonna take a toll on his all time ranking. But um. Again, another thing I'm he not doesn't give into, a flying I'm fuck not going to get into that right now, but um, yeah, he another thing he doesn't care about, but that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna be huge towards his all time ranking. I think he only plays another probably like six years. I could see that. I could see him get like two more rings in the next five years. And just be like, he does not care enough to have an 18 year career. He doesn't. No. Nah. Get in, get out, make your money. He's never gonna have to. He's gonna be the most fucking famous person in Serbia forever. Um, I don't think he wants much more. He's got a lot. Yeah, he just wants well, to go he's got his horses and he's good to go. Exactly. He's got his horses. You think he bets on horses or rides them? I think he does both. I think he owns a few. 
Yeah, I mean, it probably owns it. So, I mean, that's a big enough bet in itself, right? Yeah. Yeah. If it's the one racing. Does the, right. Does the owner of the horse get money? That's like a stupid question. Bro, but like, yeah. Oh, my God. What's the percentage? Like, how, how what like do if I you, get? Million. If you win the Kentucky Derby, I think it's like. No, I know like the Kentucky Derby they win, but obviously you guys don't know like Serbia, but like I'm saying like a basic like horse race, like at your local casino, like that actually does like the live horse race, horse races. You know what I'm talking about? I have one, probably yeah. a couple hundred grand. Really? Still? Not on the ones that go at like random times. But, like, okay. No, but like, are there actually, like, I know there's like, okay, I know you're saying like, there's horse racing two hours north that my friends go to. It's just like, right. yeah, Saratoga that's what I'm talking about. Track. Like that. But they're they're totally, scheduled. Yeah. Like it's like people yeah, going like. For these races, definitely a, a couple hundred grand. Damn. Yeah, I, I knew they won, but I guess I was like, I don't know if it's like, it depends on the odds of the horse, or do they all get the same? You know what I mean? Like, like if my horse is thirty-two to one and yours is four to one, like no, do it I doesn't get the matter. Same payout it doesn't matter. It doesn't no, matter. no, no. It's because it, you're the you're not betting on the actual like race. You're betting you're betting on your horse. Yeah. It's yeah. a grand prize for winning like, the Kentucky for Derby. winning the race. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. So whoever won Churchill Downs owner won three point one million from the Kentucky yeah. Derby. Probably that bathroom. The jockey gets something from that. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, different. Gets, yeah. But I mean, jockey, whatever the deal is with them. Jockey's not getting. Even the jockey's probably like when a golfer has to pay his caddy five percent. <laughs> They're probably like, here, bitch. Here's your 50 same grand. shit. Probably the same shit. Let's go out there, find the smallest guy that weighs the least, and then throw him on the back of a horse. <laughs> like, yeah, here you want five percent when we win. How much do you weigh? Starve yourself for two weeks, and you're. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they probably find like wrestlers that can cut weight, like yeah, cut like twenty sure. pounds in two weeks. They want them as tiny as possible on the back of that horse. The jockey that won this year took ten percent. All right, that's about literally the same as Caddy. Caddies get ten. Some obviously 000. tips you can't account for tips, but like, could you imagine? Three hundred thousand dollars for slapping the back of a horse, the stick or whatever they use. I think we should get into horse racing. Yeah, there's a lot of money there. A lot of money to, a lot of money to lose there. Huff, you know a guy. Yeah, <laughs> that would be crazy. We should buy a horse. You ever see that video? Of those, you ever see that video? Of those frat kids that did that? They bought a horse and it won an event and they won like a shit ton of money on it. <laughs> trend and fucking ketamine the entire time <laughs> <laughs> it lived in the frat house <laughs> all righty boys let's finish out the episode here with the nhl our power rankings for this week number five mackie's new york rangers number four the colorado avalanche number three the boston bruins number two the vancouver canucks and number one the winnipeg jets what do you guys think about this list here coming out of this week for the nhl yeah, the uh, Rangers falling off a bit. Definitely uh, not at the top of this list anymore like they've been for the last month and a half, two months of the season. But uh, still good enough to be in that top five. The Jets have stormed onto the scene. I think they won nine in a row. Connor Hellbuck playing incredible. Um, that team's just putting up points left and right. Obviously, the Vancouver Canucks, How many? They had five people make the All-Star game. So many superstars in that team. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, these these probably the five most deserving teams. You see the Panthers kind of coming close. Um, on the right down the probably in that sixth seed right now. But Huff, what do you yeah. think about this? Yeah, obviously, I think the top five is definitely solid. There's a lot of those bubble teams. the The hottest team in hockey right now. We've seen the Oilers win 11 straight. If they didn't start so shitty, you definitely could see McDavid and the Oilers up there. Um, I, I'm big on Toronto. I think they they just keep losing games that they don't really need to. 
I keep saying the Carolina Hurricanes are going to take that next step, but they just haven't. So uh, I I do like our top five. I'm not huge on Florida this year, personally. I I just don't think that that they didn't change that roster enough for my liking for them to – I know they did go to the cup final and lose in, what, five or six games to Vegas, but – yeah, but that was to, that was just a run that they went on. I don't really think that they're one of the top teams in the league last year. Exactly. Yeah, I I personally just don't think that they're like they're that team in the top. What here? Wait, let me filter. It's just to the East. At least I have it by the league. Uh, so they're third. Yeah, third in the East. Like they they don't scare me. Like third in the East. Same thing. Like same way the Flyers don't. At four, Flyers have been playing pretty good hockey as well, though. But, but yeah, they don't scare uh, you at all. <laughs> yeah. No. They, they don't scare me. I think Carolina. I think uh, Toronto comes back up to light. And that that could be your top four teams. For sure. But, yeah, I, I mean, that's definitely a solid list. The Penguins playing some pretty good hockey and not going to go crazy and throw us in there yet, but we're playing better. We're fourth in the division now. Passed Getting up the Caps. Passed up the Devils. Got to keep winning games. We've Tight been Saturday against Vegas. That's a tough matchup. But, yeah, that, that, that the, the second tier of the Metro division is so tight. Every night you're Sit dropping. Right there. It's, everyone's right there. I mean, it's yeah. going to be – it's going to be tight for 82 or for 42 more games. But, um, I mean, all these teams are going to be right there. I think the Lightning kind of take a stride ahead of the rest of the teams. I think it's going to be between the you, you guys, the Red Wings. Uh, Caps are playing pretty good pretty good hockey as well. Isles, Devils. Um, I think the Isles will fall, fall off. But those Devils, I mean, you always got to watch out for them as well. I feel like I've been waiting. Like, I, I, I love the Red Wings, and I always say that they're going to get in that year. Like, the, this is the year that they're going to get in. This year they're going to get in. This is the year where the East is so deep, I can see them get bounced again. For the Red Wings? Yeah. For sure. For sure. But, I I mean, the you got to assume the Lightning are one of those teams, or if not them, the Leafs are one of those teams in that first wild card. So it kind of only leaves one spot open. Um, like, right now, I think the Flyers are more of a legit team than the Red Wings as of the past couple of weeks. Well, the Flyers are one of the best teams in the league right now. I know, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and the Flyers don't scare me at all going into the playoffs. There's also that's a good point because there's probably going to be. I don't think the Flyers keep keep this pace. There's another spot open in that top three in the Metro. Flyers jump out. Those top two teams ahead of you are are both the Atlantic teams. So yeah, um, between you guys, Caps, Devils can get that last spot. But if you can get a spot in that in that final spot in the Metro, um, top three, then uh, you guys can be the exact. We have the exact same record as the as the Caps right now. 21, 15, and 6, 48 points. Yeah, it just matters where you go from here. At the end yeah. of the day, I think you guys have the better roster. Um, if you guys fall off a bit, I think uh, that could that could open the door for Jake Gensel. I really want Jake Gensel, to be honest. But <laughs> I, I, uh, I, So I kind of hope you guys fall off. But at the end of the day, uh, if you guys are resigning him anyway, I'm kind of rooting for you guys over those fucking shitty caps. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Flyers don't scare Carolina. Like I, we're always waiting on them to take that next step. I know I'm bigger on them than than you are, but like do you do you think they could slip at all, or do you think they're a true top? No, three they're. Team that, if top. anything, they'll find that one spot over the Rangers. Rangers keep sliding like this, but yeah. Then again, when they get to the playoffs, I'm not scared of this Carolina team. I know. I mean, mm-hmm. I know they they made they made it to the conference finals last year. I think that was the first year they've actually made it that far. They always got bounced in the second round, but uh, they swept. I think that was the first year they made it since the year the Penguins swept them. Every year they've been they've been to the Eastern Conference Finals I think three times in the past so many times they've gotten swept every time. Yeah, they just they they can't they can't get the job done at the end of the day and they have a good coach Rod Brindamore as well but if the players I mean they just can't get over that hump it's kind of like that Caps team. He weirdly actually, reminds me of Rabel, totally unrelated. Every time I see them, he like kind of reminds your, me of Rabel. Is that your comparison, your NFL comparison? Yeah, that's who I would say. Just like looks and kind of the way they like talk and coach, like they're like the tough guy that played. 
you know, you're like the hard ass, like, oh, I was yeah. the tough guy in the league. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. They now just kind of remind me of you chumps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I'm stuck here with you fuckers. That kind of coach. Yeah, no, I'm big well, on buddy, you signed well, the contract but... for $10 million. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be a good, a, a nice uh, second half of the season. I think a lot of these teams are going to make big jumps. When's All Star? Got to be coming up. I think that it's usually around like 52 games. Where is it this year? I think it's it's Toronto. Uh, did you see the? Uh, I think it's the same weekend as the Pro Bowl because they don't yeah, want to compete right. with the they don't want to compete with the NFL playoffs. All right, so we got two three weeks on that. Three weeks on that. One more yeah, point. Here. Two more weekends, like this weekend, next weekend. Yeah. Yeah, should be a good stretch. Rangers got to keep pace. One more point out of the NHL here. Joe Thornton will get his number retired by the San Jose Sharks next season. Number 19 will head to the rafters after 15 years with the club, as well as a few others. Pretty uh, good thing there. The second That's the second number that the Sharks have ever retired. Patrick Marlowe the other year. And uh, Joe Thornton here the next year. So pretty good stuff for him. Congrats, Joe Thornton. That team has fallen off so hard. Zero. Playing us in the cup. Zero oh, cups. Time. <laughs> yeah like uh, i here's i'll say this last night i bet on the uh who was it blackhawks over the sharks was it was and, that in in net when you when you guys played them yeah <laughs> that and uh who was so the far. other goalie it was niemi and martin jones was their backup <laughs> to play every once jesus <laughs> christ wow that's crazy that was like the brent burns uh kachur pavelski obviously pavelski yeah yeah Thornton. That Sharks team was definitely sick. They were good, yeah. It was good, just such yeah, a weird final. Us versus Sharks, I remember that. But, yeah, definitely... I don't know. They have sick uniforms. Have you, you seen are... their uniforms this year? That's what I was going to say. No, I haven't really watched a lot of the Sharks. They kind of, like, are... updated their uniforms. Look at their new ones. Their new, one, their new ones, when they wear the all-teal, is pretty sick. Let me look it up. It's pretty clean. Or just, like, like, if you look at the score from last night, you'll probably see, like, a couple of the pictures of it. Like, they, they were wearing them last night. I don't know why. Or, no, maybe they were wearing white last night. They were in Chicago. Um, they're pretty sick oh yeah they they just look like cleaner now yeah they put like the logo on the shoulder you know what yeah, i mean they look a lot yeah. cooler these look pretty dope I, I like the sharks as an organization they just fucking suck yeah they're just terrible but yeah um that's really it is that all we got that is all we got here this week make sure to tune in on sunday for our live stream on youtube and rumble 10 a.m eastern this week will be a light, light week, but lots to look forward to as we get into the divisional round here on Saturday. That's about all I got. Anything else to add, boys? No, I think it's going to do it. Like, per usual, make sure you like, uh, subscribe, share, follow the whole nine yards. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys on uh, Sunday for the uh, divisional round live stream. Yes, sir.